I don't know if we're going to post the video of this. or I mean, like, I'm sure I'll cut up little pieces of the video. Yeah. But I think the actual, the one that's going to go on Spotify, Anchor, whatever you want to call it, that'll be probably just audio only. But welcome back. Welcome back. Woo! Man, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. We are back. Medicine Mindset. We had a bunch of different names. Yeah, medicine mindset stuck though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think just mindsetting. I like that too, though. That was a good one. Just mind. Just mind. Or just. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back for twenty twenty three. Is that that's wow, what twenty twenty three already? I feel like like we're, we should be driving around and flying cars right now. I don't know, Jetsons, it was like 2015, but so we're, we're, we're way off. We're yeah. way off to where we're supposed to we be. We could be, but the oil industry is still, you know, we're still dependent on fossil fuels, which we have the technology to not be dependent on that, but the... But the, the technology way, didn't work out that well. Oh, no, it's not the technology. It's the fucking people who make money off of the oil industry. They're well, the ones... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is uh, that there's... I don't know if you realize this, but Tesla's stock is like... Getting fucked up right now because all these people were having problems. Oh yeah, with, all uh, that shit. you know not being able to charge their cars in the extreme cold, yeah. not being able to drive anywhere and stuff like that. So I I don't know, man. I think that you know Tesla's probably they're obviously not doing well. Um, they probably need to go back and look at some of that technology and maybe they didn't have it all dialed in. It's a good thing we didn't get rid of all of our fossil fuel vehicles and just were like, oh yeah, let's go. Mine a bunch of cobalt or lithium or whatever and make these. I mean, you know, yeah, you've got the oil industry's got problems, but the See, industry that makes those batteries is yeah, a lot of problems. All the shit that, that it takes to make those batteries is worse than the oil industry. Right, right, exactly. So, so you're, they're fucking up the earth. This is like, man, you can't win for shit, though. <laughs> I mean, it's just Tell, like, yeah. It's you just think like, you're doing something good, but you can't win because it's actually destroying. It's like bad for the earth. Even our phones. We all carry around these little devices that. You know, we're made with by slave labor in the yeah. Congo. I mean, that's yeah, I'm a hypocrite because all I the use cobalt comes from is uh, in the Congo. Slave labor, yeah. Slave labor, unfortunately. So Some kids are born it, into that. It's all yeah, and they don't know anything different. That's yeah, all they it's know, yeah. crazy sad. It's terrible, man. We, but I gotta have the new iPhone that's coming out. Yeah, exactly. Man, I will keep my iPhone till it fucking till it's like done. Yeah. We gotta we gotta start doing better. We really gotta start doing better. I, I I don't know how we're gonna start doing better, but we need to start doing better and quickly, or we're going to be in. Uh, the world is not going to be good. I feel like we've got maybe five years left. While it's well, still in a livable, what normal sucks kind is of state. like so many people are dependent on a system that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, and like right now, okay. I eat a shitload of eggs. And egg, the price of eggs have fucking skyrocketed. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And, but look, we're dependent on it. You know what? I'm going to still buy it. Yeah. Like, you're I, still going to eat eggs. We all got to eat. You got to have to eat eggs. The so. cost of food has gone up in general like the past year. It's fucking crazy. And we got to eat. So look, like, that's part of the system. Right. Like, we have to eat. So minimum wage, maybe it goes up. But this whole economy, the way this shit is right now, it's like... Luckily, that housing market, I think, is slowly, like, 
starting to collapse. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the is about to pop. Once yeah. that happens, then uh, you know we'll it's, probably be in a lot better position. I, well, it's going to be a little I bit hope. of a shitstorm first, and then it gets better. Okay. So there's, yeah. A, there's, yeah. It's got to get bad before it gets worse. I mean, it's got to get worse before it gets good. Right, yeah. right. But we can. That's the thing is that luckily we live in the United States and there is still opportunity for us yes. as individuals to come up on the come up. Still, we can make some money and maybe we can escape the matrix. You know, we, it's still a possibility for us. Man, here's the thing. I don't think we need to escape the matrix, right? Because mm-hmm. if you look up the definition of the matrix... The, okay, all so there's, it, it's there's all so there's multiple things of the matrix of what it means in the matrix. The matrix, the the actual term comes from a Latin word, but if you look up the definition, it means it, in essence it means like a womb. So like we're inside of a womb, but other definitions it means um, something that we can that it's a container that we can make something out of or do something with. So that's the thing. Like okay. We do talk about the matrix and how it's ran, but I think if we truly like immerse yourselves in the matrix to take it over, not get outside of it. So that's just like we're in a system. Yeah, mold the matrix to what? Yes, exactly. And I think that Mm. starts with more people becoming more aware of what's going on. Right. And how things work, how How the system is working, works, how the system works. And what it takes to at least escape or mold the financial part of it so that you can have more freedoms. Because, I mean, in essence, what we what do we all want? We all want more time to do the things that we want to do. Like, that's, that's, I think that's the most important, like, fundamental, like, that's what I want. Like, who says that I need to work 40 hours a week? And, Grant, I love my job, and I'm not talking shit about anything like that, you know, but who created this, this structure where we're like working 40 hours a week to most of us barely even scrape by, like not not a lot of people have a whole lot of money. There's a very small percentage of people that are able to use their time in the way that pleases them all the time and, and are not like sad, depressed and worried about this or that all the time. You know, they have like the, the freedom in their mind to be able to, Explore and if you notice, like whenever somebody has a bunch of money, like somebody's like financially like free or whatever, like what do they always go to? Like as the thing that they end up doing, it's like a lot of them go do art. I don't know if you notice that or not, but like with that freedom, I mean, whenever your mind is, you know, not was it an encumbered? Is that the word? (laughs) Your mind is not encumbered. I don't know what the word is, but whatever your mind doesn't have to worry about that stuff. It goes to more artistic things and like paying attention to like nature and, you know, just like, uh, you know, I think that, well, there's just kind of art in everything. So there's art and, you know, there's art in sports, there's art in cooking, there's yeah. art in pretty much everything that you do. So they end up just exploring their passions, I suppose, instead of uh, saying that they explore art. But they, they end up, you know, going and doing the things that they want to do, you know, and having a great time and seemingly enjoying life a lot more. I enjoy my life now, but I know that I could enjoy it more if I had more time to do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. 
I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, if uh, again, I like I see these videos and I watch the stuff, and they talk about you know searching for stuff on the outside, like this this relationship. If I get it, it's gonna make me happier. Or this job or this financial freedom, I'll be a lot more happier. And that's honestly that's not how the law of vibration works. If you want something, you know, you have to be vibrating like that, right. so, or you don't even need it. Because I do think it's about. The, it's not about the destination it's the journey it's like how are you feeling on the way to get what you're gonna get because mm-hmm. once you get it it's like okay what's next i got it and this feeling lasts for a little bit and then okay what's next okay i don't feel good again because there's something else i want outside over there right yeah. it's like the rat race it's like the endless <clears throat> the endless chase right yeah and it's always you get stuck in that more and more and more the grass yeah. is always greener and I think that we have we have a lot of stimuli in our society right now. So I, I think that that kind of attributes to the grass is always greener because, you know, we're always seeing the next best thing. Yeah. You know, in, in the past, uh, whenever, you know, uh, like our parents, you know, whenever they were growing up, um, they weren't able to see as much and do as much as we can these days. So. Yeah. Um, their attention was more focused on the here and now because of it, because they didn't have all those distractions. Oh, yeah, there's so much distractions right now. Yeah. Just, man. <clears throat> uh, it, it, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I find myself uh, just wondering um, how this is all kind of going to play out. Like, it feels like there's some kind of end game that's going to happen here. <laughs> it feels like we're building up to some kind of final conclusive like like maybe humans end up being like symbiotic with technology and we all just end up being like in the system as like electrical signals or something oh, like that dude you yeah. know <laughs> i mean elon musk is gonna is coming out with Neuralink. i think it's about ready that's just fucking nuts like Elon Musk's engineering team is having a They're fucking going, he doesn't actually do anything but having a fucking <laughs> chip put in your brain to expand your awareness and like to be smarter that's just fucking nuts like th- that happening there we're literally becoming robots party up in here maybe there's a ghost up in here that doesn't like what we're saying <laughs> <laughs> oh that was he was agreeing with oh him. okay was like, that yes. was uh, flash once for yes twice for no please yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> So what were what was the biggest what was one of the biggest lessons that you learned in, in 2022? Man, Uncle Pablo. The biggest lesson, and I was thinking about this when New Year's hit. The biggest lesson is that, like, for me, it was to for me personally was to stay at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. I see that everybody at the beginning of the year they have these New Year's resolutions and they have this oh, this is my year and I'm going to do this and this and that. And they go hardcore at the beginning of the year. They start working out. They start personal you know, personal development. And they're going fully into it. They're just like going 100 miles an hour. And then, then they hit a plateau. Yeah. It's because they exerted so much. They wanted so much so quick because we, we live in this microwave world and everybody wants mm. instant results. They want results quick. They want them fast. So a lot of people will dive into whatever it is they do, whether it's their hobby or whatever, and then they hit a wall or they start plateauing mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of the year or a few months after, and it's because they're exerting their energy, like mentally, physically, all this stuff, 
And for me, I, what I realized is towards the like maybe the last three months of the year. I mean, I'd say in December, I I hit the gym thirteen days straight. Right, that was like my record, and I was going pretty hardcore. But I was doing to me that was like normal throughout the year. I think I was going at a pretty steady pace more towards the end of the year. So when New Year's hit for me, I didn't have a resolution to like speed up my life. I actually started slowing down. Like I, I kind of eased up on the gym. I'm taking a break. I'm relaxing because I know I did a lot last year. You know, I, I did golly, so much. Like I, I know you always talk about like me being busy. We're going to have time to do this. Man, I do. I'm, I'm constantly doing something, staying busy, man. I have to. I've been like that since I was a kid. You know, yeah. staying, but not just busy. I have. To, I feel like I have to be productive. If I'm not being productive, then I stop. Like if I think I'm, if I feel like I'm just running around with the, like a chicken with my head cut off, and I know I'm not being productive, that's when I'm like, I have to take a step back mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm not really doing nothing here. I'm just exerting my energy. Right. I mean, refocus and see what I got to do, and then go from there, and then still like. Still take it easy. So yeah, for me last year was just have a steady pace at whatever it is. Be patient and have more discipline. So this past year, I think I had a little more discipline than I used to, and it was like a lot was diet too. Yeah. Having discipline with my if you can control your impulses <laughs> to eat. Yes, <laughs> like if you can be disciplined with your diet. You can be disciplined with anything. Yeah. Oh, Especially food is just like a dopamine hit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, I love food, you know, but yeah, it's like a dopamine hit. Dude, I, you know how many ceremonies I've been to? And then the medicine's always telling me, you need to slow down on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably had, over the years, I've probably had a good like five or six ceremonies where like it's it's told me to watch my diet or, or watch something about what I'm eating. And the, But the majority of the time, what comes up for me is pizza. <laughs> And I, I even, that, the last, like, three months of the year, I took under control. Yeah. For for sure, yeah. No and I was proud of that. No, I still eat it, but just not, like, three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, giving myself, okay, once. It was, like, okay, maybe once a month. Let me try that. Like, no, that didn't work out. But it was, like, once every two or three weeks, which worked out. And then after that, I'm, like, okay, I have a little bit of control over this past three months of it. So, yeah, doing good on that. Doing good. So now, if I go eat pizza, it's got to be damn worth it. Like, you better be some good pizza. Yeah, that pizza that you saw me get the other day, that's just trash. trash. (laughs) I I was like, I'll never eat here again. I was like, fuck me. Pablo was so right. I was, was like, mad at myself. I was like, why did I spend this money on this pizza? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's like I don't even mm-hmm. want to say the place's name. I'm not trying to trash them, but your pizza's garbage. I'm sorry. I think once you have good dude, there's a new and this is what I had about two two weeks ago. It's called John and John's on Michigan. Oh, I heard, bro. That's I straight heard. up New York. Like I didn't even been to New York, but out of all the places that say they're New York, that right there. Was I might go there tomorrow. I'm because it's right next to it's, my job. It's fucking. It's, <laughs> it's fire. To me, it's like the best. Besides Antonellis, that's the best piece I've had so far in Orlando. Okay, so, damn. John John's right there. John, John yeah, John. actually, uh, one of uh, the other managers at my job, we were all in the office. We were looking it up. Like, and He's like, this says it's the best pizza in Orlando. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I was like, I never fucking heard of that place. I was like, my buddy Pablo loves pizza. If it existed, it was the best. <laughs> I would have said so. I was like, he would have told me. Yeah. And here you are fucking telling me today. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we need to spend more time together, man. See? So what do you what do you take from this last year? What was the biggest lesson I learned? Yeah. To fucking get rid of dead weight. Get rid of people that don't have your same vision and your same fucking mindset. And I noticed that like like me and you, we talk about money. You know what I'm saying? Me and Steve, we talk about money. Like all the people that are the like the men, the men in yeah. my life finances are the ones like that I can talk about business and that's shit like what, that with. I think that's what brotherhood is for. Yeah, and that, and that is another thing is that the wolf, the lone wolf in the winter dies. True. But the pack in the winter, they live. You know? Yeah. So it's important to have like there's like I got three good friends, <laughs> like and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's my bad. Yeah. And I, I minimize like I literally have like no like negative outside influences anymore. Like I pick and choose who I spend time with. So much so, like it, it, it's more than I ever have in my yeah. life. It's like I have literally like cultivated and like crafted a circle of friends that I think are like good strong men. You know, that will help me achieve what I'm trying to achieve because nobody does anything alone. But then I can also help them achieve what they want to achieve as well. You know, that like are money minded, yeah. you know, family minded, you know, just, just, just men that are going to push, that are pushing and are going to continue to push. One of my friends, he, and it's like everything is there except for like that. There's no like want for more. Like he works his job. And he's just happy working his job. He makes he's enough money to live. Yeah. But that friend has some major health issues because I've talked to him about it. I was like, whenever you're over what's going on, we should look into starting this MSP because we had been talking about it. Like talking about starting our own MSP. I don't know if you know what that is. That is mm-hmm. a managed services uh, oh, company yeah. okay. to manage computer services for yeah. like smaller companies and shit like that. Because I mean... Really, that's how you have to do it. And you've got to do your own thing only, some only, kind of way. Only be doing stuff like software stuff or, or you well, physical? Like, well, Why no. Like we, would, we would all of it. So really? you handle like the networking, dude, like the firewalls. I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah, setting up the desktops and the software on there. Just making sure everything's dressed right and dressed. Having like asset, you know, inventories and uh, making sure that security's on point. Like backups, data, all that shit. Like pretty much... Everything encompassing that a business would need, like a, a technology business would need, or any business would need yeah. f- for the technology portion of their business, you know, just taking care of all that stuff I'm for them. I'm definitely in line with that because it's what I'm doing right now. Right, yeah. But so, on the provider side, so. Right, yeah. So, starting that, like, I, I could probably do it alone, but he has the skills on the side that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for us to do it together. I've got already got plenty going on right now, so I can wait. A I got minute. the physical part too. Yeah, so. I can wait a minute, and uh, you know, as long as you know things go okay, go well, he recovers and everything's fine, and he can actually like you know start even thinking about something like that. Yeah, you know? that's why you know I'm gonna continue to run my other shit, but um, you know that's that's looking into the future. We've already discussed it. I, one of my friends does the same exact thing. He's got a $300,000 house here and a $700,000 house up in St. Augustine that he just yeah. bought. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So I know that it, it, there's definitely like uh, an ability to make a decent amount of money doing that. 
That's he's another he's a wolf backer. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I talked. We we actually just went out to watch the other day. We we talked about you know money and business and yeah. stuff like that. If you're not talking about that shit and you're a fucking grown ass man, if you're still out here. I just, these dudes, man, I see them all the time. I'm going to the bar all the time, getting fucking Partying, high all wasting the time. their money. Yep. Wasting money, wasting effort, you know? Like, and me, there was another, there was a, a big change that I had to go through, like, in the last year, you know? Like, there was a bunch of different stuff, you know? And, like, just being able to harness your EQ, your, like, your equalizer for like the world around you you know like and everything just the levels like the physicality you know like how you present yourself to the world you know like how you dress how you behave how you treat people all of that shit you know it all has to be in alignment and, and and proper for success to happen it's not all about just being fucking smart you can i know a bunch of super smart people that are fucking broke and, and depressed and shit like that. The smartest person I know the whole entire world. No people skills. Lives with his fucking parents. Fucking broke. Depressed. Like, he, like no, you know, nothing going on for him whatsoever. But literally, one of the smartest people I've ever fucking met in my whole entire life. Yeah. Like, he, he, he used to blow us away. Because, you know, we were nerds. We were fucking hanging out. We did computer shit, you know. And he would teach us stuff. And, and he was always, like, that smart fucking guy. Smartest fucking dude. But... Yeah completely fucking miserable you know so just being smart isn't enough yeah anymore it never really was you gotta be fucking right on all levels you know man for a guy that we 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 are built like we're not born with you know having like what a woman is a woman could just be born with good we have no value as men yeah yeah we we earn value with women you're pretty much born with value by your looks right so you can be good looking throughout your whole life and receive so many things you know get you know, modeling job or whatever it is and to, to be successful and even even get maybe um, a, like a successful guy because of your looks. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have to really earn that. She was born with it. Right. But for a man, for him to Ain't have Ain't nobody success, inviting us up to their yachts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody's fucking asking us to, to go to fucking uh, vacations in Dubai. You right? know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Ain't nobody taking us out to dinner. We yeah. gotta fucking earn our shit, whereas they, they, you know, their their value is in their use and their yeah. beauty, really, whenever it comes down to yeah. it, and how pure they are, like, and, you know, and and it's not like men. I mean, like, I don't give a fuck if a girl makes twenty dollars an hour or five dollars an hour because I'm not gonna see that money anyway. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about how much a woman makes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you got this boss ball babe culture where these women think that they need to go out here, such and, a turn off, and, and, and make all this money, and it just turns them masculine. And uh, what's up, son? We're recording, so just go in your room, and play PlayStation or something. What are you doing, podcast? What's up? <laughs> no, we're recording on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, um, having, us having to, to earn it, that's uh, that's just the way the world works, but hey. Yeah, and, it, and that's fine, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with earning it, you know? Because then I, I feel better. And then I was reading uh, this, this study that said, between the ages of 35 and 45, that's whenever men hit their financial stride. Like, so they're like the most successful, the most desirable yeah. between that time. 
some that you know makes and, sense. Yeah, I feel and, that. But women, it's the opposite. Like they are most their value is like a hundred percent whatever. They're like probably like twenty one or something. Like yeah, that. twenty twenty one or something like that. And it's just kind of the older they get. Unfortunately, I mean, like in this society, it just decreases over time with the amount of bodies they get, and then they just age. You know, I mean, you know. It's, yeah, because for I mean, it's kind I, of I know a lot of people might not think of it this way, but if you see an older, late an older single lady, for me, I think okay, what happened? Yeah, like why didn't you make any relationship work? And of course, yeah, it could be two people, it could have been the guys that she's choosing, but again, that is her responsibility. It's the men that you're choosing, right? If yeah. I see an older guy single, I I can think the same thing, but I can also say, well, he's probably single because. Now he's finally trying to get his life together and he's trying to earn um, his status. Mm-hmm. And you can't earn a status with a, if you're chasing a female. Right, yeah. Like, I think you need to mm-hmm. chase your status first, chase whatever it is you need to get, mm-hmm. and then worry about being able to take care of a woman or a family. Right. You, man, because man, that's like one of my pieces. I see these guys that are always chasing these women that have nothing going for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to take care of her, a family, like... How are you going to provide and you're out here still going to the bar, partying all the time, yeah. doing all this other shit. Yep. You have nothing going on for yourself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking, it's crazy. And here's the thing is that women, they love opportunistically. Yeah. And men love idealistically. They love potential. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, we love the idea of the woman, and that's why they ended up chasing her, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you think that, that you chase <laughs> oh, you chase her because you think that that's the one. Oh, man. I was and they, but about that they will night. they will leave you to heartbeat over, like, you know, like a good feeling one yes. day. Yeah. One day, like, a good feeling from another man one day. Man. And they will Bro. fucking just, they'll be like, all I right, that's it. It's over. We're I gone. I had that conversation <laughs> last night, and I realized what I was addicted to years ago was the thrill of the chase. The and it wasn't even chase. just with the woman. It was, the. I mean, it might just be a masculine trait. I don't know. But it's the thrill of the chase. What If you're chasing, like, Whatever it is you're chasing, like it doesn't matter. Not just a woman. Like if you're chasing money, you know, money or whatever. It's that thrill. It's that excitement that you get, you know. And and then when you get it, sometimes it's like, okay, what next? Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it was. It was like the thrill to chase it. And it's most humans though. They they want something that they can't have. Right. So, but yeah, yeah man, that was <clears throat> oh, that was big for me. Yeah, they want something that they can't have. There you go. Like if you know. That is just human nature 101, I think. Uh, yep. Everybody wants what they can't have. and But you've got to... So, like, women, what they should be doing is they should be making themselves, like, completely unattainable. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely unattainable. If, if that's the... If, if you want to, like, give that value... That will give them more value. I right, think. right, 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 right. Because, uh, like I said, yeah, men don't don't value the money that women make. Like I don't. And that's the thing too. It's like when you're choosing a partner, as far as a a guy choosing a partner, it's not like okay, you have looks, but what else can you do? Like, how are you going to benefit my life? Right, right. Because I think there a woman, um, there should be a balance, and then there should be polarity in that. And how are you going to balance my life out? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need another masculine energy coming in. Yeah, destroying shit. Yeah. 
talking shit, like, you know, being you know, angry all the time, like not making... I'm already at war whenever I leave this fucking house. Every time I leave this fucking oh, yeah. house, I'm going to war. And, yeah, and I'm going to war day. for whoever is in the house. Yeah. I'm going to war for my kids. I'm going to war for my woman. I'm going to war for fucking keto right over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, whenever I leave this house, I'm going to war. But whenever I come home from war, yeah, you wanna I want to just a regular, chill, relaxed situation. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I mean, I believe in gender roles, but I'm not saying that, you know, duty should not be shared. You know, I don't mind doing cooking food. Like, I don't mind cooking food, but you're going to be fucking cleaning up. You know, there has to be some kind of balance. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind doing the laundry, but you got to fold. I don't yeah. mind fucking sweeping the floor and vacuuming, but you got to mop. I'm to make my life easier. But I don't want it to make you know to make my life hard. Right, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, gotta find that. Yeah, it's just there's balance with everything, you know. And um, I think these women don't have balance anymore. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them don't, don't have balance. A lot either. of them, a lot of them don't. So we've like, got a society that deems masculinity fucking terrible. Man, they're tearing it down. I mean, it's not even. It's man, it's the system pushing this. Right. Yeah. They're pushing like. Yeah. Pushing mm-hmm. away masculinity because and they want men to be weak. Yeah, they, exactly. And there sure are a shitload of weak men. Yeah, I mean they're they coloring their hair purple, weak. wearing makeup, and you know using these pronouns and shit. Fuck. Yeah, and like I'm not against doing what you want to do and being who you want to be, and that's and that's the problem with it is that they wrap it all together. So like they say like. Oh, well, if you don't want to fucking use my pronouns, then you don't agree with my lifestyle choices. And it's like, no, that's not really what it has to do with it at all. Like, no. I just don't care. Like, Here's just... my thing, too, is like, I, I can, I understand your, their perspective. Right. Like, and I respect that. You can do whatever you want. But it's same for me. I can believe and feel however I want. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to do anything like to shut down People getting sex changed. I don't give a fuck. You can go ahead and cut your penis off. Yeah. That's all up to no you. No fucks given. Do whatever the hell you want to do. And this is your life to live. That is fine. That's your, you're, you're seeing through your perspective. And I respect that. But don't push that shit down in my throat. Like, don't push anything to where, like, I have to do a certain, do certain things to accommodate, like, your lifestyle. Like, we, there's got to be a way where we can coexist. Mm-hmm. And and if that has to do with me, you know, keeping my distance from whatever agenda that y'all are trying to do, that's fine. Like, do what you need to do, just as long as it's not affecting the way that I live. Yeah, yeah, I feel that 100%. Like, I just, I don't care what anybody does. Do whatever you want to do. Like, I really don't care. I just don't want to, if I don't want to be involved, I don't want to be involved. I just, I just don't give a shit. I have other things to worry about. Like, your life decisions is the last thing I, you know, are on my mind. I really don't care. But, um... Yeah, man, it's just it's a crazy society that we live in these days, and uh, yeah, and who you know, knows where it's going from here? Who knows what twenty twenty three is gonna bring when it comes to politics? Freaking just this whole world the way it's going. I do yeah, feel like that's the thing is that like that's another thing that it taught me. I do feel like more people are waking up though. I feel it. Yeah. Last year taught me that it's okay to say no, walk away, and be alone, and do your own thing, and not 
be a part of the crowd. Yeah. You know? And, and not worrying about what's going on with anybody else. Just doing your thing. Like, I, there was a time whenever I probably, I feel like maybe I didn't like to be alone with my own thoughts. Or I had to always be a part of the crowd. But that's completely gone now. Like, I just, I, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. I have too much important shit going on. True. You know what I'm saying? So when you got planned for this 2020... I can't tell anybody my fucking plan. Oh, man. I'm not telling shit about my plans. I'm about to blow the fuck up. I'll tell you that. But I ain't telling you shit about my plans. Maybe off camera. We can discuss it. So you have anything set in stone that you can speak about? I don't really... I I got... The resin book is coming out. It's going to be... It's called Cured... Um, and it's almost like, it's, uh, it's almost done and it's a guide on how to do resin things, but it's also like, kind of like I talk about like just doing things, like jumping in and, and getting just over like the it, fear yeah. because I've noticed that in the resin community, I've been a part of these resin groups and I noticed that like people are very apprehensive about doing the stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of fear and they're just like scared and they're just like, a really like there's a stigma on like epoxy resin. I mean, it's expensive, yeah. you know, and it can like it can you know hurt you if you don't do things properly. So people are very scared, you know. And I oh, always was a kind of person that I'll just jump into anything. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I see something like I can do that, and I'm fucking ah, I can do it, you know. Yeah. I, I'll just jump in and do it. So you know that's what it's about. It's about how to make resin fucking tables, but it's also about letting go of fear. And just stepping into the unknown. And I think that's like the most important, like one of the most important things uh, whenever it comes to, you know, having fun in this world. It's just trying new things and stepping into the unknown. So, I love that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though what are your half the time I don't <laughs> get what I want out of it, but still, it's the, it's the fact that I took that jump. So yeah, took the risk. Yeah. Take the risk, you know. Me? Oh, man. So. Risk takers. Um, I do have a trip in April. Um, I'm going to Colombia. There's three um, active tribes left, or three recognized tribes left in Colombia, like indigenous tribes. And once a year, they have a festival called the Festival of Life. So I'll be going there in April with the tribes. And uh, my medicine man, who he, he invited me, we're going to... Walk four days all the way into the jungle, cook some medicine, and come back to the festival. So I'll be there a week, which is cool because I'm making connections with these different tribes. And it's not just, I'm not going there um, just to do medicine, even though the, the, the way they, what we're doing is a little different. It's actually kind of a, more of a social gathering while we drink medicine. So usually it's a very quiet setting when you drink ayahuasca, but over here we're going to be dancing and things like that through that festival Hell yeah! Um, but making the connections with the different tribes uh, because a lot of the tribes actually go around mostly United States but they do ceremonies around the world Mm -hmm. Um, but just making those connections um, already and I actually a lot of my prayers from that I did with my prayer ties for the vision quest the majority of those prayers kind came true and if not are coming true which is really like amazing because um, I'm starting to make all these different connections with these indigenous people. And like, I actually have someone here that just flew in from Orlando from Hawaii. Um, he does um, Hawaiian ceremonies 
with plant medicine out there um, and, um, that's indigenous to Hawaii. So we're making a connection while he's here, and we're going to get stuff set up. But it, it's amazing. It's, it's so awesome to make all these connections with these people you know, around the world um, that have the same mission right, as you. I think my mission is, I feel, is to make a positive change through these plant medicines. But it's not to, like before when I was getting all into this, I felt very forceful. Because I was feeling so good. And I wanted people to feel what I feel. Now what I'm realizing is is I, I'm, I'm making these positive changes myself. And I'm attracting the people who want to come along. Nice. And I see that that's way more positive. Because it's actually changed the way my daughter has looked at me. You know, and her, her uh, boyfriend. He's starting to kind of become a little more aware. You know, he's younger. He's a new dad. But he needs to become a man now. Like it's time to yeah. step up and become a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that change in him already. So. He's gonna. He's probably the luckiest out of all of us, is because he gets to fucking be around you at a young time in his life, where he's probably gonna make great changes and great strides early on. Whereas we're old as fuck, and we're just and not gonna late. And I think that's you know, my thing too is the youth. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to be. A, I try to be a positive role model for the youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might hear me cussing. You might hear me say certain things that I know people don't agree with. But still, when it like in the end, when it comes to making a positive change, again, I don't want to. I want them to pick and choose to be able to choose. You know, if they see what I'm doing is beneficial, mm-hmm. and a lot of people won't agree with kids or younger kids doing plant medicine but it's not like that you know like my granddaughter just had her first um plant met she took she took some mushrooms in the last ceremony and it was just he um the the medicine man asked me and actually not her mom or dad asked me if it was okay for the baby to have medicine she's 18 months now and i was like yeah to me that was an honor but what they did was just dip um wet their finger so um my daughter like put saliva on her finger and then just dipped it into the powder of the mushrooms and then put it in the baby's mouth. So that was her first experience in it. But the only reason why something that happened, because Lisette wasn't taking medicine that night and she was with the baby, Geisen was, but the medicine man was walking around and Nani had woke up and they made eye contact for a good 20, 30 seconds, right? And he said when he looked at her, he remembered who she was. And that's the reason why he asked me. He was like, I, I remembered who she was. And I wanted her to remember who I was. Man, that made me cry. But <laughs> he, rem- he remembers her from another life as a medicine woman. So when I, it was just everything that has happened since then has been just weird, but amazing. So she took medicine that night. And ever since that night, she's been just a different vibration. The whole house has been in a different vibration. Oh, but really? for her, you know, you know, Lisette did plant medicine. She did ayahuasca three times while she was pregnant. And then seeing how a lot of these people are coming in doing plant medicine as an adult and then going off and saying, I'm a shaman. I want to change the world. <laughs> to me, that's disrespectful to the cultures yeah. of the indigenous people who kept these things, did these things a certain way for thousands of years well, and for people to come in and rape it and do whatever they right, want. Right, but it. that's the thing is that they had an incredible experience 
and, and their yeah. uh, you know juvenile minds, they want to share it with other people, and they think that people can benefit from it, so they don't understand they all don't the time understand. what they're doing, whatever. That's they're what I want to do so, right now, especially with the youth. But I want them. I want to educate people on this, not just the youth, but everyone. I want to educate people not on just the plant medicine. Educate them on the history of this. Educate them on the culture of it. The the people like not just what those people offer, but like what they've been through, you know, for thousands of years. And so it's just like um, the Western culture is still just raping things from them, even raping healing from them. Mm -hmm. They want healing, which I believe everyone deserves healing, but there has to be some level of respect for that. So going back to, you know, all this happening is that when he said that, he was like, you know, I remember her as a medicine woman. I'm, I'm realizing that everything from when my daughter was pregnant and up until now, like she's being born into this life. Mm-hmm. And that's how medicine people are, are medicine people. They're born into it. You don't just go do ayahuasca when you're 35 or 40 and then yeah, go off yeah. and become a shaman. Right. You can, <laughs> but there's a lot of work. And, and yeah. the reason why is like you have to be prepared for so many things mentally to be a medicine person. Like your people are coming to you trusting you with their life. Mm-hmm. And you're and in a way you're responsible for these people's lives. Right. Yeah. So to be around like someone who I just something happened recently and I was just it just got me so bad because it was someone that I, I was kind of cool with before. But um, he's going around telling everybody he's a shaman because and he's serving medicine. And I'm like, oh whoa! I heard from someone else. And I'm like, it really got me because it's dangerous. Yeah. It's it's really dangerous. People don't respect. Not only like the medicines, but they don't they don't just have no respect for the culture and the way things are done. They're just going off and doing things on their own and thinking that they're helping people, which in a sense they are. But they're they're going to these people that have no education on the stuff, right? So they're looking at this person. Oh yeah, he is a shaman. He is a great person. He's, he's got good intentions. Trust me, I know that. That's where my heart is at. But there's more to it than just that. And I just hope like. Again, part of my mission right now, too, is education mm-hmm. on all this. Like, educating. There might be somewhere else that someone needs to do healing from. Like, okay, maybe your healing is dancing. Or maybe your healing is seeing a therapist for 10 years. Whatever it may be, find your path for your healing and, and do that as long as it works. So I'm not forcing anyone to, to come and try and plant medicine. It might not be for you. It might be too much for you. Because I believe that someone, if I want someone to come do plant medicine thinking that it's going to save them or heal them, it could actually traumatize them mm-hmm. and make it even worse. I want people to come when they're ready and I want to educate them as much as I can and let them make that decision. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, that was a big rant. <laughs> <laughs> Got that off my chest. All right, well, thanks for coming over today, man. Thank Appreciate you, man. It. Yes, sir. All right, we'll uh, see you next week. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>